Hey besties, it's Rachel. Um, so Talladega is officially over. We just got back and I'm like so happy that we went, but then at the same time I'm kinda sad because obviously it's over and I can't go back until April. So so yeah, um but definitely check out my YouTube channel. So it's youtube.com slash then the at sign and racewife unfiltered and go there because I will be posting videos from Talladega Super Speedway and the short track as well. So yeah, that's it guys. So um on to the episode. Welcome to Racewife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie racewife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a racewife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Racewife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. Uh, she is a racewife, the co-owner of TCS Power Sports. Her husband races in the AMA National Grand Prix Championship Series. Uh, she's a business manager at a Harley-Davidson dealership, and she's a former flag girl and trophy girl. So welcome, Jamie Davis. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, we normally don't have anybody on that side of the motorsports, you know, side. Um, you know, we normally just have, you know, people doing stock cars or like sprint cars, but you know, it's nice to have, you know, somebody that's more on the motocross side. For so. sure. Yeah, we definitely are on the motorcycle side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, between, you know, your husband racing and then obviously you, you know, being a business manager at a Harley Davidson dealership is like you guys kind of, you know, handle everything when it comes to motorcycles. So definitely we do. We're both def definitely motorcycle people. <laughs> <laughs> and And I totally get that because, you know, my husband and I are motorcycle people too like i mean we've but more not on the cruiser side more like um you know crotch rockets because like you know he he had you know a ninja 250 and that was the first bike i ever rode to and and then you know we moved he moved up from there you know uh got to you know, next was the 600 and then now you know he he kind of got away from that and now he's on a ducati so you know but yeah um you know mo you know the hyper motard type stuff and all of that so yeah that's so i totally get you know being into motorcycles because it kind of sticks with you no matter what which ones you go with so. they're all fun for sure yeah yeah for sure so um so your backstory. So how did you actually get into racing? Cause I know you obviously were a flag girl and trophy girl at one time too, but like, did you grow up in a family that was into racing? Actually I did not. So I didn't really, 
um, have anything to do with motorcycles until I was like, uh, I think I had just turned 20. Oh, and okay. I was looking for a, a job and I answered an ad um, and they were looking for a happy person. That was like the, <laughs> that was the requirement <laughs> uh, to be a receptionist. Um, so uh, they turned out to be uh, a motocross promoter. And so I started working for them um, in their office as a receptionist and I kind of moved up to office manager. But on the weekends, they ran races at Paris Raceway, which is actually one of the oldest tracks in California. Um, and so I would go on the weekends and I would take the entries and I would hand out trophies and um, um, take score. And then um, um, it turned out, it kind of worked its way into that I um, ended up doing a halftime show at the Supercrosses. So all the Supercrosses on the West Coast, and we're talking the early 90s, mm -hmm. um, Doug Demokis, who was known as the Wheelie King, would wheelie around the Supercross track. And then I would be sitting there in the middle of, or standing in the middle of the track holding the American flag. And he would wheelie past me and grab the flag. Oh, wow. So, um, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that was for uh, like all the West Coast Supercrosses at that time. And um, and I actually met my husband um, at Paris Raceway in 1991, 92. That's where we met. And so um, you know, he, he raced at that time. He was racing the intermediate class and um, we started dating. And then he um, he moved back to Pennsylvania after about six months because he had been going back and forth between Pennsylvania and California. So he moved back there and I was hoping he would come back for like a year. I kind of waited for him. And um, then uh, he was still back there. So I just at that time figured it was time to move on. And uh, and then about 20 years later, we just kind of met up again and started dating. It was perfect timing. So we started dating again and then we got married a couple years later. And, um, and that's that's all history now. <laughs> but um, even when he was um, he had moved, I was still, you know, in uh, in the racing, I still, still, I stayed mm -hmm. working there. And then eventually I left there and went to a car dealership and they right away bought a Harley Davidson dealership. Um, okay. so from 1996 until now, um, I've been working in the Harley business. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean, it's crazy how you and your husband, it's like, you know, you guys started dating and then when he moved away, you know, it's like you guys ended up reuniting like 20 years later. Um, you know, most of the time you don't hear, yeah, you don't hear those type of stories where people actually like come back together after that long. So yeah. I think that's really, that's really cool that you guys actually, you know, were able to get back together, you know, even though it was 20 years later. So. Yes. It was good. You know, I'd always, I'd always thought of him as the one that got away, kind of mm. like I always like really loved him. And so I, you know, I always would think about him. And so when we, uh, I saw he popped up like on LinkedIn is how I, <laughs> oh, how okay. did, which was, um, pretty funny. So, um, yeah, we started emailing each other and then we started, um, dating and then pretty much right away we moved in together and got married uh, a couple of years later. But um, so now we've been back together about 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, he's been racing. So he started riding motorcycles when he was five years old. And he started racing when he was 13. 
so he's been pretty much racing his whole life. Like he um, took a couple breaks, but um, you know he's still ra- he's still racing. Now he's in the fifty class, and um, mm-hmm. he really really enjoyed that. We enjoyed doing it together. Like I you know I help him. Uh, I don't race, but I help him. Right. You know, get ready when we go to these uh, away races where we have to go overnighters. Um, we we pack the motorhome up and we just you know do it together. So it's fun. Yeah, and I totally get what you mean, you know, because I mean, I'm the same way. Like, it's like I'll never race, you know, like that's not something that I'm interested in. But yeah, it's something that we do together. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to help my husband, you know, as much as possible and, you know, being just being a part of it is, you know, what I like about it. So it's really fun. And, yeah. and you know, he really does a, um, he really, does a good job of including me like if he mm-hmm. makes a podium and they interview him I'm like I'm the first person he thanks before his sponsors and um which make, makes me feel good like he right. said oh we won instead of I won it's like we won so that makes me feel really good also oh yeah yeah because it's like because he's you know acknowledging that you know you are part of his success too you know um because it's like you know you you guys are a team and you do it together and Um, and that's, you know, and that's what I, that's what I love about it is that it's like, we are a team, you know, even like if you, even if you take away sponsors and things like that, right. Like, you know, we've been doing this together, like, well, for my husband and I, we've been, you know, we've been doing this for 18 years, you know, between different types of cars and stuff, but we've been doing it for 18 years. And it's like, you know. I mean, you're, you know, we're their support system. So yeah. no matter what. And so that's why, like, you know, I feel, feel race wise, we just don't get enough credit sometimes, you know? For sure. Especially some of the, you know, the, the nervous moments that we get to, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, Todd's had um, some pretty bad crashes that have put him in the hospital. And that's like really, um, it's really scary. But then, yeah. you know, he heals up and gets back back, back at it. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've had, you know, some of those close calls too. And it's like, you know, um, but I know, you know, that no matter what, he's not going to get out of a car. Like, I mean, and I would never tell him to. Um, but yeah, it's like definitely seen those close calls. But now it's like, he's like, it's like, you know, he's a lot, he's older now. So it's like, it takes longer to heal now. (laughs) For sure, for sure. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like when you were like a teenager or in your early twenties where like, you know, oh, it's no big deal. I'll go to work the next day. And it's like, um, no, I'm probably taking days off because (laughs) not recovering as fast as I thought I was. Yeah. For sure. No, definitely. And then to get the fitness back, it's, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I've never asked Todd to quit either. And it's in his blood. Mm-hmm. You know, and the time that he's not raised either, he, you know, has been really busy with work or he's um, recovering from the injury. You can, you can tell in his, you know, um, in his mental the way he acts right. that he really misses it. So I could never ask him to quit either just because it's, you know, that's where that's his happy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're right. Exactly. It's, it's something that makes them happy. And it's like also, and you know, um, and like you mentioned too, like your husband, he's been racing since he was like five. 
So my husband started racing when he was eight. So yeah, so it's the same thing. Like this is in their blood. This is something that they've always done. And his dad raced, his dad raced in ASCS, you know, so my husband grew up around sprint cars. And and so, you know, it honestly, it didn't surprise me that he ended up in one for a while because I mean, that's what he grew up around, but they just don't really race them around here anymore. And so we, that's why we went with a late model because it was like either that, or we don't really race. Like we'd maybe race once a month if we were lucky. So um, but yeah, so I knew, I knew coming into this that like racing was going to be a part of my life. So, you know, and that was the first thing he told me, he's like, look, I'm letting you know now that I race. And so if this is not something that you want, you know, you need to say something now, you know, cause yeah. you know, cause he had dealt with that in the past where, you know, other women didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I told him, I was like, look, I just don't know anything about racing. I I'll go into it with an open mind, but I just don't know anything about it because the only thing I knew about was I knew about NASCAR kind of because I knew people at school that watched it. And so they would talk about it sometimes, but like, I didn't, I never watched it. And then obviously back then, you know, in the early nineties and stuff, you know, X games was extremely popular. So like you knew who Travis Pastrana was and, Brian Deegan and all of them, because it became like really popular, even though, you know, you know, it was just normalized. So I knew that stuff, but that was it. So I was like, that's all I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So I was like, you know, I'll go into it with an open mind and yeah, no, now like it's part of my life, like racing is a part of my life and I I wouldn't change it for anything. And so I totally get where, you know, you're coming too because it's like you know you've been in it for so long it's like you don't like it is your life so you couldn't even like try to get rid of it because then it's like then you wouldn't even know what to do with yourself because it's like it's been ingrained in you for so long oh for sure and actually you know i i went from the dirt bikes to harley so Mm -hmm. it it was there was a long time in between right before i went to a track again um other than the supercross every now and then just uh but when what, Todd and I got back together and he would go out to practice and I went with him, the first time we went out, it'd been years since I'd been in a dirt bike track. And it was just like, I was back home again. It was really mm-hmm. weird. Just when the smell of like the, the two stroke fluid, the oil. Yeah. And just like, oh my goodness, it's been, you know, it's been a long time, but it just felt really like home. Um, so it was really, it was, it's kind of like, even though I didn't grow up with it, it's still mm-hmm. kind of like in my blood. Yeah. So I feel really comfortable at the track. And, um, and we just, you know, have a good time, even if it's hot or cold or, you know, I mean, we've been in like, you know, 30 degree weather racing in the rain wow. or we've been in 110 degrees in the dust, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's still fun. And there's, those are, those are the ones that have, um, you know, the funnest stories really are these crazy weather races or some crazy, some stuff, something crazy going on that's just like, you know, that's always a story that you'll yeah. never forget. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, and it, it, it's just, um, yeah, those are the ones that you tend to not forget. Um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Cause we, have, we have some of those too. Cause like, it, and it's normally like our racing season here in at the very end of October. So, um, normally that's like the very last race and it's like a major race. So it's normally like a three day thing. Um, and 
normally it's like so cold like yeah. those nights and like i was definitely not prepared for it the first time we went <laughs> because it's like it was so hot during the day but like <laughs> the temperature just dropped drastically and we didn't expect it and so we had nothing you know to to wear that was like you know oh, yeah. that was you know for cold weather and so my husband was like well you can go put on my fire suit and i'm like okay well you know so i'm thinking and that was the first time i ever put his fire suit on i wasn't in it five minutes and i felt like i was gonna die oh wow <laughs> i was like how do you wear this i'm like this is ridiculous i'm like i feel like i'm gonna pass out because i oh, mean wow. i was yeah i was i was barely in it five minutes and i'm like this thing is extremely hot and I was like, so this is what it feels like, like even whenever it's really hot outside, like you're having to wear this. And he's like, yeah, all the time. And I'm wow. like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I did not realize like how horrible this is. I'm like, I don't know how you haven't had a heat stroke yet. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. yeah, it, it's crazy. You know what they put themselves through, but I was like, wow, like that, no, I'm like, never again. I'm like, but I'm like, I'm glad though that I had it for like the five minutes that I did because after that I was like, you know what? I don't even need this. I'm okay. Like I'm okay to yeah. <laughs> standing out here with, with you know what I've got on because I'm like I'm not putting that fire suit back on. But yeah, so it was it was crazy. I was like, man, I did not realize like how hot that gets. But you know, he did race um, motocross for a little bit too. Um, but he did like the, you know, the, uh, the trail enduro races though okay. for a little bit, but, um, yeah, the first time he hit the tree though, yeah, he was pretty much done. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm not doing this again. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like, they go through those trails at such fast, like speeds, And it's yeah. like you know, the, there's not a lot of room. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how they do it. Like, that's just to me, that's crazy. Because it's like, you have to really know that trail extremely yeah. well, because if you don't, and my husband had, you know, he well, did it and yeah. he didn't know it like that. So yeah, they don't really give you like a, you know, like a practice on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, here you go. Right? <laughs> for three hours. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like no wonder you hit a tree because it's like you didn't know what you didn't know, you know, where the yeah. next turn was. So yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I, I can't my husband hit a tree in Mexico. We were racing oh, wow. it was a Takati Enduro. Mm. And uh, hit a tree and he broke a bunch of ribs, but he kept racing for like another fifty miles and then he couldn't go anymore. <laughs> but um so he didn't even he didn't get a chance to finish. He was so upset. But uh, the, I guess the adrenaline just kept him going because it turned yeah. out like, his shoulder was like all bruised up and he broke Ooh. some ribs. And, you know, by the time we got home, he could barely move. <laughs> wow. And the fact that he still went on after he broke, you know, broke stuff, yeah. though, is crazy because, I mean, most people would would have just stopped right then and there. But the fact that he still kept going after he broke multiple things, oh, yeah. you know, bones is crazy. No, these guys are crazy. I mean, they're crazy. They, <laughs> you know, really, they like, have to you know, be. <laughs> just like last last year, maybe no, it's the beginning of last year. He crashed. It wasn't even that bad of a crash, but he 
he, he dislocated his ankle and he broke his ankle. He broke his tibia and his fibula and he, the tibia plateau, which is up by his knee. He had, to have surgery. he had to have surgery and man, as soon as he was able to start racing again, he was back out there. I mean, he was in a wheelchair for a while and then he's out there racing again. <laughs> so yeah. it's in their blood. Yeah. Oh, I know. I don't know how many times like we've ended up at an emergency room and a doctor has said, um, you need to give up racing or you need yeah. to give up motorcycles you need to give up all this and i and i i don't know how many times i've told the doctor myself i'm like he's not gonna give it up like you can say yeah. that all day long but he's not gonna listen like yeah. the only way he will give up like not right like racing or whatever is that something would have to happen where he would possibly be paralyzed and can't race anymore I'm like other than that he's gonna keep doing it like as long yeah. as he can walk he's yeah. going to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Well, at the end, the AMA Grand Prix that we race, mm -hmm. they have seventy plus class. Like there's guys in oh, wow. out there, and I mean Todd can't. You know, he's like excited about getting to the point where he can race as a seventy class. You know, he really wants to get to that point. That's the goal. So, um, you know, we just keep keep doing it and just have yeah. fun. And, you know, I hope that he doesn't get hurt to the point where he can't race anymore. Right, exactly. But wow, I'm actually shocked that they have people in their 70s that are doing it. Oh, yeah. And, and those classes, like the gate is like full. Like there's a lot of guys out there. Oh. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, but I, honestly, though, I kind of... I kind of think that's a good thing though because it's like it keeps them active and they're not just like sitting around you know like and sure. yeah it actually helps them like keep an active lifestyle because i i think that's like one thing that a lot of people don't really like about whenever they retire is that they tend to not really have anything to do and that kind of keeps them from not having you know like that moment where yeah. they're just sitting around and they can actually do something so for sure yeah and to remain competitive they kind of have to like train a little bit like yeah at time he rides a bicycle just to kind of keep in shape mm -hmm. so that also helps too just you know the, the movement every day helps the you know, longevity and it helps with the racing so as long yeah. as he's he likes to do that if he's injured or you know he hasn't raced for a while then he kind of just uh, doesn't really ride the bicycle so much. That's what gives him the incentive to ride yeah. to be more competitive uh, on his racing. So it definitely uh, encourages them to be healthier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and and I think that's you know a great thing because normally when people get to retirement age, that's when they tend to not be very active. You know. I mean, sure. you know, because they're just kind of, you know, sitting around their homes or whatever, like they're not really yeah. doing anything. And so, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, that the, like you said, it gives them a reason to have a more active, like healthy lifestyle because they, you know, they have to be able to compete. Okay. So, yeah. So like I was saying, I mean, honestly, I think that's great that they, you know, that they're able to do that stuff like that late in, in life. Right. Cause it's like, you know, why not, you know, have an active lifestyle still, you know, in your seventies, even into your eighties, there's actually, um, the racetrack that's closest to us is Baton Rouge raceway. And the owner, he's like 82 or 83 and he races every weekend. 
with us. Wow. Like, wow, that's awesome. And honestly, you wouldn't even think that he's in his 80s. Like, so I didn't know he was that old until my husband told me because he does, number one, he doesn't look it. And yeah. I mean, he's literally beating out like guys that are more, like more than half his age, you know? Wow. Um, every week and that's why i was like i had no idea that he was that old and he's like yeah he's like he's like 83. oh my goodness that's great though right and that and that's the thing he's like you know he's like honestly that motivates me because this man is beating me every week and like in his 80s and he's like so honestly that should motivate the hell out of all of us because He's the oldest person out there, you know, that's racing and he's beating all of us like every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. And he's probably so happy too, just, you know, just racing and <laughs> living his best well, life. Yeah. I mean, he, well, he's been racing, you know, since like the seventies, I believe. Um, he, you know, he's been racing for a long time. And so, yeah, cause he actually like started. So the, the late model series, the Lucas Oil, like super late model series now, it, he used to actually own it and oh, he wow. sold it to Lucas Oil. So, but That's it was called something else at the time. I don't remember. My husband told me what it was called, but he sold it to Lucas Oil. Um, okay. And so that's how he started in racing. And then, um, and then how, you know, he has the, he's had Baton Rouge Raceway for God knows how long. I mean, that track's been open. It was, it was actually owned by somebody else prior, but like, I think that track's been open since like, I think the sixties because they ran the, um, the flat track motorcycles out there and they still do, um, every now and then. So, you know, um, every year they do at least one or two events with the flat track motorcycles out there. Cause that's what it was. It was a flat track motorcycle, you know, um, uh, track first before they started racing any other cars on there so yeah but yeah so um but yeah so he's been doing that every like pretty much every other weekend is when he you know he, he races and yeah it, it's crazy but it, you know but that that's what i told my husband i'm like you guys should strive to be like that though you know <laughs> like it should motivate you because it's like hey he's out there like kicking our asses every week right so, like so yeah like that means you guys need to be getting in shape and like and like going out there and trying to beat him every week you know yeah. so it should definitely motivate them but um sure. but yeah it's crazy though because yeah like you look at him you wouldn't think he's you wouldn't think he's in his 80s that's why I had no idea because I was like, wait, there's no way he's in his eighties. Like, I mean, this guy is like jumping all over the place. Like, you know, he's wow. so active. Like he doesn't like he's jumping on the back of forklifts and, you know, yeah. jumping on the back of like, you know, yeah. all different types of equipment and stuff and like tying down things like, you know, and some of these guys can't even do that. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, keeps himself in shape and I'm like that's why he's able to still yeah. do the stuff he does it keeps him young yeah sure. oh yeah yeah and and that's what my husband said he's like man if he ever stopped like you know I mean he probably wouldn't know what to do with himself yeah like, mm -hmm. For sure. yeah because I mean 
it's like when you've done that for so long, if you just all of a sudden go from being really active to like not, it's like sometimes your body will take a toll too. Cause it's like your body's so used to doing so much stuff. And then it's like, if you just stop, it's like, yep. you know, you hear about that a lot. These guys that, you know, either work their whole lives or, you know, mm-hmm. something, and then they stop, you know, something happened, either they have a heart attack or a stroke right. or something. And so it just, keep going is just the best thing for them really yeah yeah definitely well and it keeps and it keeps you from having a lot of medical issues too you know because sure. i mean because i mean so much stuff happens due to either stress or or just not being active at all so yeah, yeah. well it's my husband um thinks of it as a stress reliever also and you can tell when he's mm-hmm. racing um it definitely uh, he has less stress it's a, definitely a stress oh yeah yeah i mean i can tell my husband too it's like you know when he gets to race it's like that's time away from work and everything yeah. and it's like you know they get to like take their mind off of all that and they can just have fun and they don't have to worry about you know all that stuff it's like adult yeah. stuff like adulting we don't have to adult <laughs> right exactly. like we can Go and have fun and not worry about being adults. Like, it's just pretty much like pretty much make our inner child happy, right? For a a weekend. (laughs) So, yeah, so I totally understand that. But because that's how I feel too. It's like, man, like the weekend, that's our time to decompress and not be adults, right? It's like, we yeah, work Monday through sure. Friday. So on the weekends, this is our time to just like chill out and just not have to worry about being an adult yeah. for at least two days. <laughs> no, for sure. Definitely. If we have a big race coming up and it, usually that week is very stressful because we're loading up the motor home and he's mm-hmm. getting everything ready. And as soon as we get in the motor home and just take off, it's just like we give each other a high five and take a deep breath because we know that it's just going to be, you know, smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. And and then you know back to reality but right, right. <laughs> exactly yeah. it's like hey it's that's two days for us to just like not have to worry about anything and we can just be and we can just have fun and mm-hmm. you know and not have to worry about all that other stuff and yeah and and that's i guess that's like the only bad thing about racing season ending for us is mm-hmm. because it's like then we go to that then we get to that point where it's like we don't have that on the weekends. And so yeah. it's like, what do we do? Like, you know, yeah. and then we start pretty much feeding because we're like, oh, I wish <laughs> we could be racing right now, you know, because, yeah. you know, unfortunately here racing has a season, you know, but yeah. um, like here we live in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much can race all year round. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the the big race, the season, the AMA Grand Prix, that usually starts in January and mm-hmm. in November. Oh, um, okay. But um, but we there's there are still other races, um, mm-hmm. you know, in December and the summertime. They'll take a couple months um, a break because it gets so hot. But there's yeah. you'll still find you'll still find races, you know, to, to go to. So uh, or if anything, just practice at the track because most mm-hmm. uh, of the tracks around here are open on the weekends to practice. And so um, we definitely, you know, have year round. The weather's oh, okay. good enough to be great year round. 
Oh, well, that, no, that's good. Um, you would think in Louisiana that we would have that type of weather, but we don't. Like, it, it actually does somewhat get cold between October and December. So, it, so that's why we don't race during that time. Um, yeah. But, like, you guys are more like Florida, because Florida, they race year-round, yeah. too. Um, because yeah. they, they pretty much have no winter at all. You know, I mean, yeah, ours is very light. I mean, there's not much, it doesn't get that cold in the mountains. Well, there'll be snow on the mountains, yeah. but it's not enough down where we live to, to stop, right? It. Yeah, like you're talking about pretty much up there towards like Big Bear Lake exactly. and up that way, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. makes sense, yeah, because I mean, they get actual snow and everything, yeah. so but exactly. yeah, but, but yeah, towards the southern part, yeah, that makes sense. You guys don't really have, you know a lot of uh you know snow or anything like that like no. that's just not a thing <laughs> very rarely I, th I think last year we had there was one weekend mm -hmm. where it actually snowed at glen helen so they actually had oh, they okay. cross, um, races at uh, glen helen mm -hmm. that's our like our home track that's oh our okay to us. and there was one weekend where it's like it snowed. like there was wow. a lot of snow it's like what the heck but it was just like a fluke like right that, you know, that that hard that didn't really happen that was like 30 years before there was like last time that happened um, so right. but, uh, but very rare but then next mm -hmm. weekend they were so it didn't really stay that you know didn't stay well, the yeah because i mean it, especially because if that was like a fluke it's like it, it it was too warm for it to stay like it pretty much melted exactly yeah like we we've only had like we've had snow like that before, but I mean, it's been so rare, just like in my lifetime, like we had it like one time when I was like, I think I was like three or four, like where it would actually stay like on the ground. And then, um, and then that was probably about six years ago when we moved back here. Cause we had moved to Texas for a little bit and then we moved back. Um, that when we moved back, it snowed that winter and it actually stayed on the ground and was actually quite a bit, but that doesn't happen here very often. It's normally just, um, we get like a lot of ice. And so like the roads will get iced over. And obviously here, nobody knows how to drive like that. You know, we don't, we don't have that type of equipment here, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's really, that's really it. We normally don't really get like snow or anything. It just gets, really cold though and, like stuff freezes over and, and stuff but yeah that's about it yeah. so so yeah that's why we have to end our um our racing season for october because if we don't there's no way that anybody yeah. would be able to race it's but, not even probably not even safe really at that point i i wouldn't i would yeah. not <laughs> and then it, especially like i mean I, and with it being dirt, like, I don't really know, like, how that would work with prepping the track, you know? Like, I don't really know how that would really work, um, yeah. you know, with it being cold and stuff. Like, I don't know if that's going to, you know, I never really thought about it. Um, so I have no idea how that works. But, um, but yeah, so it, it's just not worth it. Um, so we normally start, like, middle of March is normally when we start. And then we end. And. Uh, the end of October. So pretty much around Halloween is like the, like the very end of our season. So Got it. Okay. yeah, but, and that's the issue is that like, that means from now until, you know, I mean, cause we're not, 
because we're not going to be racing the rest of the, the season due to issues with the car. So we're, we're, we're done for the season. Um, and so we, we won't race again until March, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's a long time for us to just like sit around and just be like, uh, like, what do we do? Oh, it does. It does. Um, and, th- and that, that's really the only bad thing about us having a racing season like that is that it's like when we have to just sit around and not, you know, and not race. It's, oh, it, yeah, it's the worst just waiting. Cause yeah, I mean, even though, I mean, March technically isn't that long from now, it feels like forever whenever, you know, you're not racing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah but no i mean so so yeah so you guys still have until november to race so like do you guys race every single weekend or do or is it like an every other weekend thing um well the the big uh you know the ama grand uh grand prix series that's like about once a month month. but then there's other racing going on and so normally my husband will race about twice a month um Just because he gets so busy, like he's with the suspension business with TCS, um, he's been really busy lately, and so uh, he hasn't been been able to um, practice, you know, go practice or um, race anything other than the, the two series that are going on right now. So, um, but I mean, really, he could he could find races if he wanted to. He just doesn't have time. So, got it. Been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, well, and twice a month is not not too bad. That I mean, that's normally how we race, but that's because that's all we have. Because Baton Rouge Raceway only races every other week, and unfortunately, we don't have any other tracks that are open anymore down here. So they're the only ones. So that's the only way that we can race. Um, because the other track that we used to go to that was in Mississippi like two hours across, you know, across the state line. Um, they closed pretty much permanently. The only way that they'll, they'll open is if somebody's willing to like practically rent out the track for a weekend. And so they've only raced other than that, like the other track that we did have, um, that one's, that one was a little bit closer, like towards the Texas border. Um, that one, they, like all of a sudden in the middle of the season, they just shut down. They just oh, posted wow. a Facebook message that they were, that they were closing and that was it. So unfortunately, because of that, all we have is Baton Rouge Raceway because the other tracks that we do have are in Northern Louisiana and they're like five and a half to six hours away from us. Oh wow! So yeah. And, um, and most of them race on Fridays and for us to drive five and a half, six hours away right after work, there's no way, like we wouldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you for know? Sure. So, yeah. So we kind of had no choice. Like all we have is Baton Rouge Raceway. Um, and so that makes it, yeah, it makes it hard for us. Cause it's like, if, if they're not racing, you know, cause there's some weekends that they don't race at all. Um, mm-hmm. because they'll have like other events out there. So there's sometimes where we'll go like two, three weeks without racing. Um, and yeah, like, and for us that that's not ideal. (laughs) Like we want to be able to race more often, but Hmm. you know, it's just not feasible for us. Cause it's like, you know, we can only depend on them. And it's like, if they choose to not race, then we have nowhere to go. 
Um, So, yeah, so we definitely want to try. I'm hoping maybe next season that we could try to travel um, because, you know, we just don't have anything else. We have to just depend on Baton Rouge. But, you know, we'll have to see financially because, I mean, traveling is just so expensive. And we would have to go to, like, northern Mississippi or we'd have to go to, like, Florida or, you know, or possibly Texas, like we would have to go like outside of the state. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it definitely gets expensive, especially, I don't know how much gas is out there, but out here gas is like between six six and $7 a gallon right now. Oh, wow. No. Um, gas here is like three, three eighty five. Um, it's how much I paid the other day. Um, yeah, no. Oh, wow. Six, $7. Wow. No, that, that's insane. We've never had gas prices that high, but that, but also it would make sense because we have a lot of oil refineries here. So, Mm. you know, they're, they're literally like down the road from our houses. (laughs) Yeah. Like the closest oil refinery is literally like 10 minutes away. Um, oh wow! So, so okay. yeah, so obviously here, I mean, we have the oil field. Like that, that's a huge industry here. So we're gonna pay a lot less. Um, but yeah, oh gosh, I can't believe you guys are paying six, seven dollars a gallon for gas. It's crazy. It just Ooh. it just recently went up, started going up that high. Right. But, yeah. Um, like what is going on? <laughs> this is this is ridiculous for us to even be close to four dollars. Like we normally don't even get that high. Um, wow. But yeah. So oh my gosh, I would need six seven dollars. Like we wouldn't be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we wouldn't be. I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's no way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's insane. Yeah, I didn't crazy. even realize that gas was that expensive in other places. Like I knew it would probably be higher than what it is here, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize like six, seven dollar range. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's crazy right now. I don't even know why. I don't understand why, but it's, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, we have like higher taxes. Like they they tax the gas out here. Oh, so okay. I think, I think like um like something like fifty or. 60 cents a gallon is of that mm-hmm. is is taxes um but still it's it still just seems outrageous to, even though you know with that yeah wow that's crazy i mean oh but i mean based on what i've heard california tends to tax you guys for like everything <laughs> oh for sure no it's it's a terrible <laughs> right like man like you guys get taxed for some of the weirdest things like Mm -hmm. i've even heard like somebody had said one time that like you can't even um like collect rainwater um because there was like some weird thing about like you could actually like be penalized for collecting rainwater oh my gosh yeah that wouldn't surprise surprise me (laughs) yeah like i was like wait what like you would get in trouble for that like supposedly you get a fine for collecting rainwater and i was like are you serious like have a permit or something because i've seen people that have like their um like the collection you know these big containers to collect Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. maybe they have to have a permit you know this this maybe I'm assuming, but yeah, supposedly like you could, like you couldn't just collect, collect rainwater, like wow. you would get fined for it. And I'm like, 
it comes out the sky. Like it's not like you know, it's not like you guys made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. natural stuff, and you're just collecting it from the sky. So, like, what you guys are gonna start getting charged for air? Because <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just insanity mm-hmm. to me. Like, are you gonna start getting charged for air? Like, because you're breathing, like they're gonna like just start yeah. charging you for it. If they could figure out a way <laughs> how to do it, they would they would definitely charge us for air. <laughs> you, though. I'm like, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh man, like that's crazy. Yeah. Well, hopefully it gets better because obviously I'm sure between racing and gas. Oh, it's expensive for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it it is expensive, but I'm sure not as expensive as you guys because I know the cars are a lot more expensive than the motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, it just keeps going up and up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I definitely have to say that when we were doing motocross, it was way cheaper. <laughs> like, it was no. way cheaper because the um uh, our daughters were racing too at that time. Um, and yeah, way cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was one thing I did like about it because like, we didn't have to have like a big trailer. All we did was just, we literally just threw the bikes in the back of the truck mm-hmm. and tied them down and, and just took off. Like we, we, we literally didn't have to have anything. Like it was yeah. just that and the ramp and like, you know, just the extra stuff that we needed, but like, we didn't have to have it uh you know a trailer we didn't have to have like all this stuff to be able to go racing so yeah no it's definitely cheaper it's a cheaper Mm -hmm. motorsports hobby you know if you're just wanting to like you know do like local stuff or whatever like if you're not trying to get into like supercross yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like that that now that of course takes a lot more but um, but yeah, if you're just trying to do like something more local or whatever, yeah, or like a small touring, you know, series or something, then yeah, like you don't have to, you don't have to spend a ton of money to be a part of that sport. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And if something breaks on the bike, it's just way cheaper than if something breaks on the cars. So yeah, it's definitely um, probably the le- least expensive motorsport. <laughs> really. Probably so. That in cart like those are probably like the two that i would say like if somebody wants to start in motorsports but they don't have a ton of funds yeah carts and motocross are gonna be your like your lower you know cost here i would say because it's not gonna be as expensive as like going into a sprint car or going into um you know a late model or I mean, honestly, even like street stocks and stuff like that are almost the same price as a late model now, um, well, which used to not be. That used yeah. to be like a beginner class that wasn't expensive and pe- pretty much anybody could race in it. Now it, it's literally the same cost as it as it is to run a late model. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it has gotten to that point. Um, so unless you run like um, we call them stingers here, but they're really just like little small stock cars, you know, regular cars that you just put a roll cage in. Right. Got um, those. Uh, well, some some people call them bang bangers. I don't know. It's different everywhere. Um, but yeah, those cars are very inexpensive because obviously you're just taking a regular like 
car from like a junkyard, right? And just busting out the windows and Got it. Putting, okay. a, putting a roll cage in. And so like, yeah. th- that's very inexpensive, but those in um, like cart, you know, mm-hmm. that would probably be like the cheapest that you could go, you know, it comes to, um, you know, that side of dirt, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, that would be about it. Uh, yeah. Other than that, you're going to spend quite a bit, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm so glad that you came on and you shared your story. Cause like, I, you know, I think that's really awesome that your husband is still racing, you know, after all this time, um, you know, cause, because if you, you know, and for people that don't know much about motocross, most guys at that age have already retired, <laughs> You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. because, you know, it takes a lot of toll on your body to the point where, like, even in Supercross, like, most of these guys are retiring before they even turn 40. Like, they're oh, retiring sure. in, like, yeah. their early 30s or late mm-hmm. 30s. So, for your husband to still be doing it now is, is really awesome because a lot of them tend to give it up, like, when they're yeah. already in their 30s. So. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's a lot of wear and tear on their bodies, and so that's why they they stop. Because it's like, oh, no, for sure. Yeah. They definitely do. But I really appreciate you having me on, Rachel. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been fun, and I really um, I'm really glad that you guys reached out to me and um, invited me on. This is it's been great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're welcome. And guys, you know, um, I will be linking all of jamie's uh social media and everything so you guys can follow her journey and follow what her husband are doing um and every everything that they have going on <laughs> obviously they have a lot you know between you know T- tcs you know yes. i'll also link all of that there so you guys can check them out if there's anything that you guys need um and you know um and so thank you yeah. jamie again um, i'm glad that you know you were able to come on here so I appreciate you having me. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jamie. Um, and like I mentioned, I will put all of her social media links. Also, um, all of the links to TCS. And TCS is also going to be offering a 25% off uh, discount if you mention Race Wife Unfiltered. So uh, definitely check out that offer that is in the show notes as well. And um, and yeah, guys, so definitely if you were loving the content that we are putting out every single week, uh, twice a week to be exact, definitely uh, rate and then subscribe and review on whatever platform you are listening to to us on. Uh, the main three are Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. But obviously we are on other platforms as well. But those are the main three that most people listen to us on. So, um, so yeah, guys, that is it for me. So until next week, take care. And go out there and manifest your best life.